0: Sean J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: This is Keyshawn, J, Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNu. Happy Thanksgiving, Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson, sitting in for the guys on this Thursday morning. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to us; my handle at Courtney R. Cronin, Amber's is at Amber W. Sports. You can also hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We're gonna hear the winning word in just a little bit. It is bench. for your chance to win $2,500. So Zach Wilson out of a job in week 12. He's eight and 12 in his last 20 starts, Amber, but that is not the entire reason why he was benched for the Jets upcoming game against the Chicago bears, Robert Sala, following all of the media circus that's happening in New York this week, had this to say about why he, ben- he benched Zach Wilson in favor of Mike White.
2: His decision-making's been fine. His practice habits, all that stuff have been fine. But there's some basic fundamental things that have gotten really out of whack for him. And this is just an opportunity for him to sit back, focus on those things, find a way to get uh, uh, reconnect to all the different things that we, we fell in love with during the draft process. And it's something that I feel like he's going to be able to do.
1: Basic fundamental things that have gotten out of whack. That's pretty telling.
3: It's pretty telling. Also, I don't agree with Salah that his decision-making has been fine. His decision to say the word no in a press conference was not fine and that's what created this entire situation with Zach Wilson he has not been playing well Courtney but he's not the only problem with this offense this year was supposed to be about evaluating Zach Wilson for the Jets the problem here is that when he's sitting on the bench they're not going to be able to do that when he's sitting in street clothes they're not going to be able to evaluate their second overall pick and so I hate this benching and I understand I am on an island by myself out here and my mentions have let me know on Twitter believe that but the reason I hate this is because again you're supposed to be evaluating him he hasn't been playing well We also had questions about Justin Fields and it's a team you cover in the Chicago bears. All of a sudden we don't have questions about fields anymore because he got his time and he was able to show us what he has. I have no idea if Zach Wilson is ever going to have any of the talent that Justin Fields has or anyone else in terms of starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know if Zach Wilson can turn into a good quarterback. What I know is he's not going to turn into a good quarterback on the bench and he's their second overall pick and He missed significant time at the beginning of the season because of injury. A reset, the only thing he's resetting is the answers at his press conference. That's the only reset because the reality here is, Courtney, that there's no reset in terms of his play that is going to get done while he's in street clothes watching Mike White or Joe Flacco play football.
1: But that being said, sometimes the ancillary stuff, because you heard Robert Sala talk about his practice habits are fine, his in-game decision-making, his overall football IQ decision-making is kind of what I gathered he meant by that, is fine. But watching somebody else lead, and galvanize a team that is six and 6-4 right now, still very much in the playoff picture, but losing its grasp on the AFC East kind of given where they started and some of the really good wins that they had earlier this season. The fact that your offense can't even score a touchdown against the Patriots in a 10-3 loss. That was Zach Wilson's fourth game this season without a touchdown pass. He's tied with Daniel Jones uh, for the league lead in that category and not something that he wants to tout all that much, but I think it could benefit him to see somebody else take the reins and lead a little bit. I mean, just I keep going back to what Robert Salas said in how out of whack certain things are just like fundamental things of being a quarterback, which is more than just completing passes. It's orchestrating an entire offense and making sure the operation of that offense is flawless and putting up points like they're not putting up they didn't put up points against the new against the New England Patriots in that week. 11 loss, and on top of that, this is a team that's very much in a win-now window, and I think this locker room truly realized that given everything that has that was said, everything that was not said, some subtweets, some likes on Twitter, which are very easy to find, and you can very well take the temperature of a room, a locker room, by, by checking those things out. I don't think Robert Sala had any other choice but to do this because it's not just one player he's worried about. It's the entire locker room, which includes 52 other guys that he has to be concerned with. But all of that said, this is apparently a one-week thing for now. Who knows how well Mike White plays? If he doesn't play well, maybe they throw Joe Flacco in and Joe Flacco becomes the starter again. But this is what Robert Sala had to say about Zach Wilson – the projection beyond week 12 and what it means for his Jets career.
2: So the big thing I want to make sure I address on this one, um, just want to make sure you guys all listen to this very carefully, please. Zach's career here is not over. I know that's going to be the narrative. I know that what, that's what everybody wants to wants to shout out, and that's not even close to the case. The intent, the full intent, is to make sure Zach gets, uh, gets back on the football field at some point this year. Um, when that is, I'll make that decision. I'm going to take it day to day. Uh, the biggest thing with Zach, and the same things that we've talked about, is the young man needs a reset. Um, uh, his decision-making's been fine, his practice habits, all that stuff have been fine, but there's some basic, fundamental things that have gotten really out of whack for him, and this is just an opportunity for him to sit back, focus on those things, find a way to get uh, uh, reconnect to all the different things that we, we fell in love with during the draft process, and it's something that I feel like he's going to be able to do.
1: So I was listening pretty closely to what Robert Sala was saying, and it sounds like this is an indefinite sort of benching where it was made to be, okay, this is a week you reset him and he gets his job back. I gather from that, that this could potentially go on a couple weeks.
3: It may be if Mike White blows him out of the water, right? But it's funny because you said that he'll benefit from sitting back and watching somebody else in a leadership role. And I'm thinking that somebody else in a leadership role is a fifth round draft pick, right? Who's also, by the way, in his 20s, albeit a little bit older than Zach Wilson at 27 years old. But who is Mike White? I mean, do we know Mike White is so much better than Zach Wilson? And so now all of a sudden, Zach Wilson's going to be learning from Mike White. That's not the way any of this is supposed to go. Zach Wilson was the number two overall draft pick for a reason. In 2021, there hasn't been enough time to evaluate him, and that was originally the goal of this season for the Jets, because they are ahead of schedule because of that defense. That defense, Courtney, has been phenomenal for the Jets, but with or without Zach Wilson, they ain't winning a Super Bowl this season, and so all you're going to do is, yes, right now technically you're still competing in the division. Heck, you could still even win the division. I get it. They're not making it to a Super Bowl this season, and if you're not making it to a Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl this season, then you're hampering the entire future of your organization for not finding out whether you drafted the right guy at number two overall and you don't know that yet he missed what the first five games of the season because of injury you don't know that yet because he's 23 years old because he hasn't had enough time and frankly he hasn't showed you enough I hate this I think I hate this so much because I'm a Miami Dolphin fan and I watched them do it with Tua in Miami where they bench Tua and they go to Ryan Fitzpatrick because all of a sudden the Dolphins found themselves during that season in an unusual situation where they were actually trying to to make a postseason when nobody expected them to be in that position. So they went back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. What did that do for them in the long run? Absolutely nothing. It just hampered Tua's development at the time. We spent the next season questioning whether Tua was good. And lo and behold, all of a sudden now in his third season, we know Tua's good. Give yourself an opportunity, Jets, to figure out if Zach Wilson is good. You can't do that when he's in street clothes on the bench. So
1: you don't give the Dolphins any credence for what they did two years ago to – jump start to his career you think that that had nothing no, to do with it I
3: think that absolutely hampered everything so it, it Tua. delayed I him last the, season all the flirting of moving on to Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady hampered Tua I mean it's why it took until a third season and maybe Mike McDaniel's scheme has something to do with it as well over Brian Flores but it's why it took until our third year to get out of what Tua what we should have been getting out of the fifth overall pick in year one frankly or at least in year two and that's what my concern is here for Zach Wilson he's going to get job back Courtney he's the second overall pick he's going to get another chance and
1: that's where I think we're in agreement here that they're not going to be giving up and going to the free agent pool in 2023 no quarterback especially one that you have invested multi-million dollars in considering these draft spots he was a second overall pick a year ago it's his second season he's at least getting three point and you know case in point to a tag of Iloa third season they weren't giving up on him after last year yes they flirted with Deshaun Watson sometimes when there is generational talent all of his baggage aside you do have to at least entertain uh, that conversation but when it comes to is Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Jets is Derek Carr going to the Jets could potentially Geno Smith reunite with the Jets and finish out his career there I think that's a little bit – it's putting the cart before the horse just a little bit too quickly because this guy is a first-round pick. You've at least got to do yourself the service of giving him every single opportunity, exhausting all options, and they did. They built a team around him this year, not only on the offensive side they spent a ton of resources on defense during free agency in the draft. They're in a win-now window. Who knows how quickly that window can close considering there has been a changing of the guard in the AFC East, and they're very much in that picture, but – They still have time. So I don't think I, I'm with you. I don't think this is an indefinite thing for Zach Wilson. I don't believe that he has played his final game for the New York Jets, but it could be a couple weeks if you listen pretty closely to what Robert Sala had to say. It's time for the K J M ten K a day giveaway for this hour. When you hear the winning word that I spoiled at eight oh one AM, <laughs> it is bench. Um, text the word to seven 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 zero 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 and you're entered for your chance to win. We'll do it every weekday from now until the end of the show on December seventh. No purchase necessary ends December seventh, two thousand twenty two. See complete official rules at ESPN slash contest. The, feels,
0: the feels. K-J and Max giveaway
1: I think the word is bench. Did I get that right? I, I think
3: I think you got I think you got uh, the word right. Okay,
1: this is I'm not gonna like be mean to myself right now because this is Thanksgiving. I'm thankful that I get to host ESPN Radio here in Keyshawn J. Will and Max with you. But I've never done the winning word before. I have no idea how this segment works. We have both so, messed it up uh, this morning by the <laughs> way. I
3: didn't know where they were supposed to text into. Courtney keeps messing up what word it is. Now she's giving it away before it's even supposed to be given it away. Listen, the So you're is- all welcome. You should all be very yes.
1: thankful that
3: we've played it this way. And like- thankful that we're giving you money. So- I really liked
4: Courtney Nobody being can- like in 10 minutes you can win this money when you hear the word that we're going to give you in 10 minutes it's
3: bench by the way I was like oh geez
1: (laughs) Brandon Jacobs two-time Super Bowl champ from the New York Giants joins us here in Keyshawn J Will and Max Brandon thanks so much for joining us happy Thanksgiving let's talk about this game that the Giants have this afternoon against Dallas is it have they reached a crisis point in the season? I know they just lost to the Detroit Lions. They struggled a little bit against Houston two weeks prior, but given all of the division games they have coming up, should they be sounding the panic button right now?
5: Well, first off, thanks for having me, and good morning to you ladies and happy Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> but the Giants, uh, they got a tough role coming up. Uh, they, You know, they, they, you know, they dropped the game to the Lions, who we all as Giants fans, you know, put in the books as a win. Uh, You know, they got a Washington team that's coming up. It's playing really well right now. Um, You you know, you have those guys twice within the next month. uh, Getting ready to play against the Cowboys for your second time, which you dropped one the first time to them, you know, in MetLife. So you're going to play them in Dallas today uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Um, It's going to be, you know, a tough road for the Giants. uh, You know, they got Philadelphia twice, who I'm thinking they can split with somehow, some way, uh, with all the injuries, um, but you know you got to watch the team that's hot, and it's, they got to really buckle down and and and, and, and re- you know and, and recognize right now what it is that they want you know for themselves going forward, you know, because this is getting ready to be really tough.
3: It is getting ready to be really tough. So we have looked ahead, Brandon, but the Giants come into this game in a very different space now coming off of that disappointing loss to the Lions than the Cowboys are coming into this game because the Cowboys are riding high coming off of their big win, looking like arguably the best team in the NFL. What is the key for this specific matchup for the Giants today?
5: You You know, for us, you know, what created a problem last time for the you know, for for us against the Cowboys, they defensive mind just they, they just got after us. you know, they just got after us now. You know, they put their ears back and they just came. You know, we they had like twenty-four, twenty-five 25 uh pressures uh on DJ and I think they sacked him six times that game. You know, when that was a game they came out with Cooper Rush and we didn't know what he was capable of, but we didn't have a chance to get any kind of pressure on him to make him uncomfortable at all. Which that's not the case now because Dak, you know, Dak, you know, Dak Prescott's back, and and but we still need to get pressure on them. You know, we still need to get pressure on them and and keep the pressure off of uh, DJ. We have, uh, I guess, I think it's two linemen that's that that you know that's out. We, you know, sitting from, you know we got some guys in, you know injured and just trying to figure out how uh, this game is going to go. Um, but I'm looking forward to watching it, and uh, I think it's a game that's definitely winnable because the Cowboys are definitely inconsistent. So you never know what it is you'll get with, you know, with them. But uh, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to watching the game.
1: Brandon Jacobs joins Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. This Giants team got bit by the injury bug. I mean, it's been an all-season thing, but it feels kind of like an onslaught recently. Adoree Jackson gets injured. We hear about that this week. Wandale Robinson out as well. Um, let's let's focus on that secondary. How big do you think these injuries are as far as the impact they're going to have on that part of the defense?
5: Um, you know, I, I've never been, um, you know, that part of the defense and with Dak Prescott coming back and, uh, you know, they got some, you know, some firepower outside, you know, playing wide receiver. and You know, they got to be there. You know, they got to know the coverages. They got to know, you know, what's, you know, what, you know, like what's their responsibility. And it's going to be tough, you know, with guys down. But, you know, I always say that. But then again, you know, back when we played, we had a guy like Kevin Dockery that's coming in for Sam Madison. You know, playing against Dallas, I think, is a – Sunday night, Uh guy just got drafted out of Mississippi State, you know, uh, or picked up as a free agent out of Mississippi State. You know, a great athlete. They got an opportunity to come in and play. I think he had about eight or nine tackles in that game with a pick six to the house, you know, and, and he was able to contribute to us winning the football game. So, I mean, I, I don't want to write the guys off, you know, that's, uh, you know, in there for the first time. So, I mean, I just, I just hope they can come away, you know, just come out there and, 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 you know, lay it all on the line and give us an opportunity to win this football game.
3: They are going to have a big test today at 4.30 p.m. Eastern against this Cowboys team. Brandon Jacobs, two-time Super Bowl champ, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So, Daniel Jones, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, but things have been looking a lot better for Daniel Jones this season. Brandon, have you seen enough out of Daniel Jones for him to be the future of this Giants team at quarterback?
5: Well... What I've noticed in DJ, he definitely does not hurt the team. You know, if he can continue playing on the level he's playing and don't hurt the team, don't turn the football over, you know, don't you know make bad reads and run when you can and get what you can. I think you know, with the way he is and the way he plays, I definitely think he can be a franchise quarterback for the New York Giants if they get, if they can keep some guys in front of him to protect him and keep you know and keep him with a pretty good running game and you know keep some pressure off of him. You know, I think I think he is a guy that you can keep and make him a franchise quarterback.
1: Got to pay him, or at least consider paying him. They've got to consider what they're going to do with Saquon Barkley following the 2022 season as well. We're talking with Brandon Jacobs, two-time Super Bowl champ here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The other New York team we've been talking about all morning and considering what's happening now at quarterback, it, can, it makes me want to figure out what your take on this is you play it on the offensive side of the ball so we've heard what Zach Wilson's teammates have said about him on both sides the offense saying that this cannot continue for lack of a better term the defense not feeling like they did much wrong in a loss to the New England Patriots so what would your reaction have been or what was your reaction? Like if you were in that locker room and Zach Wilson says that after the game, one word answer, no. When he was asked if he thought he let the offense down, how do you respond to that if you're his teammate?
5: Um, it's, gonna, it's definitely a conversation to be had behind closed doors. Or like like, like even, away, even away from the rest of the team. For me as a running back, as a guy that's a part of that offense, um, it's definitely going to be uh, a conversation I had with uh, Zach Wilson um, with me. Uh, just you know, let him know, like, bro, like, yo, what's up, man? Like, what's going on? Like, why would you, you know, I'm 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 questioning him straight up. and I'm holding, I'm I'm holding him, in, you know, him accountable for that one word answer that nobody had. No one knows what he means. You know, he's just said no. At, at least explain why you feel the way you feel. So it wouldn't be so bad, but just know that's terrible and that's disrespectful to the rest of your team.
1: Well, and following up on that, maybe it's just the era in which we live in where it's easy to go like tweets that would be speaking negatively about your quarterback instead of having that behind-closed-doors conversation. I don't know. Like, Would something like this have played out the same way where we see a quarterback who's in his second year getting benched because his coach thinks that he's got some fundamental things that are fundamentally wrong about his leadership style and you know errors that he's making publicly and privately. But it, was it the right way that it was handled? Because it just kind of feels like it's maybe a byproduct of the time that we're in right now that this played out on social media and in front of cameras.
5: Well, I don't know if i go as far as benching the guy for real. I mean I think that's a little bit uh, I think that's a little bit out of line. I think that's a little bit too far. Just think outside of a conversation, you know, there's not really too much you can do or should do in a situation. You you know, you got a team that's playing pretty well, uh, offense and defense, you know, throughout, you know, from like over the last two weeks and uh I don't think you make the decision to go ahead and and, and bench your quarterback because of uh, no answer. Um, so I think that's a little bit too far. I think that's a little bit of a harsh punishment, you know, but definitely a conversation would definitely have to be had with, uh, you know, should be the head coach, the general manager, the owner, everybody, you know, the other guys on the team, the other leaders on the team, the leaders of the defense, like definitely a conversation should be had. And and and, and, and I don't think you crucify each other publicly. I don't think you go like tweets where somebody well, teammates are bashing, you know, you just don't do that. I just think that's a little bit petty. But I definitely think some stuff need to go down, you know, in between him and his team. we you know, behind closed doors.
3: I finally found somebody who agrees with me, that Zach Wilson should not be benched. I feel like I'm in good company here with the two-time Super Bowl champ, Brandon Jacobs. <laughs> Brandon, it's Thanksgiving, so let's get you out here on the most important question of all. What does Thanksgiving look like in the Jacobs household? What is your go-to dish today? And, by the way, happy Thanksgiving.
5: Well, um, you know, we do you know have some people coming by you know i coach a high school football team so we got some of my high school players coming by and their parents you know everybody bringing the dish and um it's gonna be fun you know i got a bunch of things going on i got some guys in the house that's gonna be watching some football I got some college recruits uh high, you know high-ranking college recruits that live here and that'll be here so you know it's always gonna be fun to have those guys around and you know and just uh, you know, uh, break bread with them and then you know doing their families and it's, it's gonna be a fun day, and I'm definitely looking forward to
1: it I mean that sounds like there's gonna be a lot of bread broken with how many guests you're gonna have in your household today brandon yeah it's, it's,
5: it's gonna be you know I think it's gonna be upwards uh about maybe 19, 20 people that here today like a great crew. um just people bringing you know just families that surrounded us when it comes to football, just families people that we made. You know, family just through football. Football is a great sport for anybody. I mean, it's it's we got these we got these mixed families. These you know, we got a real uh, a diverse group, and you know, everybody just get along and love one another, and just and just want to see the best for the kids. And and you know, that's just the way it is here, man. We, we you know, we got a lot of stuff going on when it comes to football, and you know, and I'm glad, and we're actually still playing football right now. We're going into the third round of playoffs with opportunity. to, to uh, make history every week for our school. Uh, So this year has been really special for us.
1: That is awesome. Congratulations on that. We'll be rooting for you here down the stretch. Brandon Jacobs joining Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Thanks so much, Brandon. Appreciate it.
5: All right. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Coming up next, has Zach Wilson lost the locker room? We're going to talk to somebody in the know. That's after I tell you this from Omega Accounting. Small business owners want to know the secret to navigating the employee retention credit? Trust in Omega Accounting Solutions to help you recover any payroll tax overpayments that you made during the pandemic. You may even be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee if you continue to pay employee wages during COVID. All it takes is a quick and easy free 10-minute ERC consultation to find out if you qualify or not. It's that simple. In fact, the date from onboarding to filing is just 30 days. CPAs and payroll companies even turn to Omega for ERC tax guidance that they're acknowledging that they're knowledgeable and efficient. In over 15 years of experience in financial management, business leadership, and corporate strategy combined, you can count on Omega every step of the way. To take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit, or if you have specific ERC questions, call 800-704-2000, 800-704-2000, or visit omegataxcredits.com before the filing window closes or funds run out.
0: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are download the espn app tap the more tab on the bottom right scroll down and tap live radio espn radio everywhere you are we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there
4: So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot I
1: think you got to give Robert Sala some credit. We see coaches all the time send players from their starters role to the bench. But this is a team that is very much in the thick of the playoff race. And he just benched his starting quarterback in favor of backup Mike White. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN U. Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson wishing you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. Let's welcome in Rich Cimini. He covers the Jets for ESPN's NFL Nation. Been all over the Zach Wilson story throughout the week. Rich, I wanted to start with something that I read this morning, which – Might even speak to how tone deaf this entire situation is from Zach Wilson's perspective, that it was his father who's the one who alerted him how tone deaf his own comments were. Where did that come from? What's the latest with that?
6: Yes. Good morning. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Uh, Yeah, so he apparently makes this comment in the press conference and just a quick rehash, you know, toward the end of his press conference, someone asked him if he feels like he let the defense down and he kind of shrugged his shoulders and he said, no. And that, that was the end of his press conference. And, you know, the video of that went viral instantly and he didn't realize what he had said or that it was a story until, you know, at some point after the game, maybe when he was walking to the team bus, he got a call from his dad and his dad's like, bro, what are you doing? And his dad actually texted a video clip to Zach, and that's when Zach realized what he had said had caused such a uproar. And according to Zach, he started trying to talk to teammates on the team bus as they were heading back to the airport to go back to New Jersey. I, at that point, he realized he had put his foot in his mouth and said was, he was sick to his stomach and yet didn't until to the team Yesterday, I, I don't know what transpired on Monday. He probably had that opportunity, but waited until yesterday. And according to every player I spoke to, they said it seemed pretty genuine and heartfelt. And talking to him in the media yesterday, Wilson seemed genuinely remote over the comments he made. Yeah, he certainly
3: seemed like yesterday with his media availability that he had learned some tough lessons. But Rich, is it fair to say, with a one-syllable answer, no, that Zach Wilson lost his job?
6: No, no, he, he, he lost it with his play. I mean, that didn't help. And I do think that was a factor. Even though Robert Sala denied that when asked about it yesterday, that had a ripple effect through the locker room. And, and Robert Sala has a pretty good handle on, on the pulse of the team. And he knew that that did not resonate well with the team. But ultimately, he had a terrible game. I mean, one of the worst quarterback games in the NFL this season. And if you expand the view to look at the last two years, he's statistically like one of the worst, if not the worst quarterback in the NFL over the last two years. So this is a recurring problem. And he's had a couple of good games. And, and by the way, the Jets are five and two with him at quarterback this year, which I speaks to the uh, uh, talent level on their defense that they've been able to win five games with mediocre at best quarterback play. So, uh, yeah, it was mostly performance, but a little bit of those comments.
1: Rich Semini, ESPN Jets reporter for NFL Nation, joins Courtney Cronin and Amber Wilson on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I want to get into a little bit more of what Robert Sala said yesterday, and the thing that keeps sticking out to me is, quote, there are some basic fundamental things that have really gotten out of whack for him. What is he referring to with that?
6: Well, mostly his footwork. I mean, his lower half of his body, um, his footwork is, is bad. He throws off his back foot a lot. Um, and that's why his completion percentage on short passes is so low. I mean, last year it was among the worst in the league. It may have been the worst. This year you saw on Sunday, I mean, he a simple screen pass to a wide receiver, you know, right over Braxton Barrios's head. Now, Braxton Barrios is, is not the biggest target. I think he's about 5'9", but the ball sailed – uh, you know, a few feet over his head on just a pass. Those are layups. And uh, it's just a lower half of the body. As Michael LaFleur, their offensive coordinator, explained afterwards, he doesn't do a good job of, like, setting his feet and, you know, driving into it. And, and so it's basically they're putting him in quarterback rehab for the next couple of weeks, third string, run the scout team, just try to work on these basic quarterbacking
1: I think we might have lost Rich there, but to his point, sounds like I'm still here. Oh, you're still here. Go for it, Rich.
6: Yeah. Okay. I'm hanging in.
3: Rich, when it comes to, so obviously no Zach Wilson, when it comes to Mike white starting though, instead of Joe Flacco, why are the jets going with white? Why was that Salah's decision? Does it have something to do with age? Are they hoping that there might be a future here for the former fifth rounder?
6: No, I think uh, Mike, uh, three weeks ago, the Jets made a, a depth chart change. They moved Mike White to number two. They flip-flopped him with Joe Flacco. So, the three, the last three games and inactive. So, Mike White's been getting the practice reps as, as the two. And uh, Mike White has more mobility. Now, Mike White is not a runner by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I think he has more mobility than Joe Flacco, who is essentially a statue in the pocket. And their offensive line is And, uh, So I think that mobility will come in handy. Mike White gets rid of the ball quickly. He can run the offense the way it's designed to be run. Now, he doesn't have Zach Wilson's improvisational ability to make plays outside the pocket. So he's he's the ultimate game manager. He just gets the ball out quickly where it's supposed to go. Not going to dazzle anybody with his athleticism or his arm strength. But uh, he has been the number two. We've seen Flacco early in the year. Joe did not play well. He had that one miracle finish in Cleveland, which I'm still trying to figure out how the Jets won that game. But uh, he had that game, but the other two games were poor. And so I think it was the right call to go with Mike White.
1: The Jets host the Bears in Week 12. They're hoping that Mike White can help them get to win number 7 on the season. Rich, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you joining us.
6: You're welcome. Have a good day.
1: That's Rich Zimane, ESPN Jets reporter for NFL Nation, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Coming up next, Amber gets to take a victory lap, but she's going to tell you this from Dr. Pepper first.
3: The most wonderful time of year continues to roll along, college football season. Dr. Pepper and the residents of Fansville invite you to revel in another one-of-the-kind year of flexing your foam finger, humming your school's fight song in your sleep, and thriving on a steady diet of buffalo, chicken dip, and post-game day commentary all washed down with a rich, delicious Dr. Pepper, of course. Another Saturday is always just around the corner, so make sure your tailgate doesn't turn into gate. Pick up a case of ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve.
0: Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
7: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results.
1: And I have messed this up about three times already this morning. So the winning word for this hour Wait, is bench. Hold on, I'm be giving late. it to you. Bench. B-E-N-C-H. It's what's happening to Zach Wilson this weekend in place of Mike White. Text it to 777 Your chance to win $2,500. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. It's only taken me two and a half hours to get that right. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Also on ESPNU, Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson, wishing you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. So Amber has been catching strays all morning on social media for Absolutely. her take on Zach Wilson. She doesn't agree with the benching. She thinks that it's short-sighted. He's going to get next year to be the guy anyways because no one gives up on a first-round quarterback after three years, except unless you're Josh Rosen. Uh, mm-hmm. I digress. Um, but all of that said, we had somebody on the show earlier today, Brandon Jacobs, a two-time Super Bowl champ with the New York Giants, and he had this to say about the Jets, Jets benching Wilson.
5: I don't know if I go as far as benching a guy for real. I mean, I think that's a little bit—I uh, think that's a little bit out of line. I think that's a little bit too far. Just think, outside of a conversation, you know, it's not really too much you can do or should do in a situation. You, you know, you got a team that's playing pretty well. Uh, offense and defense, you know, throughout, you know, from like over the last two weeks. And uh, I don't think you make the decision to go ahead and and, and bench your quarterback because of uh, no answer. Uh, So I think that's a little bit too far. I think that's a little bit of a harsh punishment.
3: I love okay. it. I feel like I'm finally in good company here, right? Like, if somebody's mm-hmm. going to agree with me, which nobody else on planet Earth apparently agrees <laughs> with me, then at least it's going to be a guy who, you know, won multiple Super Bowls. So there's that. I feel good about that.
1: So the thing that sticks out to me with what Brandon said, he called it out of line. So that means that Robert Sala's decision is out of line. And I keep going back to the thought that this is a team that's not that far They're still in the mix for the postseason right now. They're not that far out of the AFC East lead. It's, you know, Miami, the Bills, the Jets, the Patriots. It's a tight division this year. And they're 6-4. and yet he just benched his starting quarterback. Like, we see coaches do that all the time on bad teams and to send a message to players that you might not be here next year. Like, a lot of times, like, veteran players, especially at the quarterback position. But for Robert Sala to do this right now, in spite of everything else going on, where they're still a winning football team that has an elite defense it can lean on, and a run game at that, uh, too, what... I, I, I got to give him credit for doing it. It is a bold move. You don't see quarterbacks get benched in the NFL all that often. I, I, I bring up this example of hockey. Like sometimes you'll see a goalie get pulled in hockey, and he'll get his job back the next game, but he just might be having a really, really tough time. That's okay for that sport because I don't know if it's a psychological thing, obviously there's more games, but you just see it happen more frequently if you can tell somebody's having a rough performance, which when we were talking with Rich Samini, ESPN, NFL Nation Jets reporter, there's a lot of things that are going that are going wrong for Zach Wilson outside of the fact that he said no when asked if he let his defense down, footwork issues, throwing mechanics, the whole nine yards, all of that stuff is a problem for Zach Wilson. But this is still a 6-4 and football team, and it's not like he's never going to get his job back. I think you got to commend and applaud Robert Sala for having the gall to do it right now, hoping – I mean, he's betting on himself very much in this moment, hoping it pays off.
3: I'm not applauding Robert Sala at all, because if you were going to have the gall to do this, you should have had, frankly, the gall to do it – during that matchup with the New England Patriots when Zach Wilson couldn't move the ball whatsoever and couldn't get anything done because it was windy and because your game plan wasn't so great. But if you thought Mike White was going to give you a better chance, you could have gone ahead and gone to your backup immediately during that game in a must-win game against a divisional opponent. So instead, the Jets are sitting at last in the east and yes they have an opportunity where you could still technically win the AFC east because it's such a tight division they ain't going to Courtney they're not going to the Super Bowl this season despite the fact that you're right about that defense it looks phenomenal you mentioned the running game they couldn't get it going against the Patriots losing Brees Hall was a huge loss for Zach Wilson nobody talks about that Zach Wilson's receivers often didn't do him any service in that game against the Patriots he was hitting dudes in the chest that were dropping balls I'm not out here suggesting Zach Wilson is good he hasn't been any good whatsoever however you don't learn footwork and these quote-unquote fundamentals that Robert Sala keeps pointing at by sitting on a bench in street clothes that's not how you learn those things what is he learning by watching Mike White play football a 5th pick leadership he's not, he's leadership from Mike White like what <laughs> Might
1: Draft a positioning leader. does not equate to whether you're a good leader or not. I've seen plenty of first-round picks turn out to be absolute jerks and terrible leaders of the locker room, guys who lose their locker room. You're, I've seen more fifth-round picks galvanize the locker room than I think I've seen first-round picks. we're talking about – Mike White. We're
3: not talking, talking about Joe Flacco. Like, if this was a leadership conversation, it should have been Flacco then. who's clearly a leadership and a talent
1: week. conversation. He, we, When we were talking with Rich, he said that they made that change a couple weeks ago to where Flacco's now the third-string quarterback and Mike White's the second-string quarterback. Clearly, it's not just that he feel they feel that Mike White, who's not a statue like Joe Flacco, no offense or anything, at this point of Joe Flacco's career, I can understand that, but he feels like... That gives him not only the best chance to win – but the best chance to, not, to, to bring the locker room back together and not lose 52 other guys. They
3: feel like Mike White's 10 years younger than Joe Flacco because he is. Like, that's exactly what they're doing there. We don't know if Mike White is better in any way than Zach Wilson. In fact, you mentioned Rich Semini there. Rich said Zach Wilson is more talented in terms of pure talent than Mike White. Mike White is a game manager. So what is the point of this? You're not going to have an opportunity to find out what you got in that second overall pick if he's in street clothes. Yes still have to figure it out. You spent the second overall pick on Zach Wilson. You're not moving on from that, so all you're doing is you're sitting him down for a couple games where he's just going to, again, lose more opportunity to prove us wrong or prove otherwise in setting him back further. We have learned from the Justin Fields of the world or the Tua Tunga of the world, and heck, even the Geno Smiths of the world. Apparently, sometimes it can take 10 years for them to show us what they got. He's not going to be able to show us in street clothes on the sidelines.
1: Well, he eventually will get his job back. I, I I'm a firm believer in that. I don't think that Mike White's going to lead them on some massive run. Maybe he's, a game manager enough to help them get to seven wins but eventually you've got so many factors here at play you've got Joe Douglas trying to make sure that he can right the ship here because it was his decision after all to go and draft Zach Wilson and he took over a front office from Mike McCagna and he's got to show that he can actually do the GMing part of his job in a proper manner but on top of that and I want to go back to something you said real quick on his receivers like his receivers are getting open. They have the third most average yards of separation between themselves and, the, and, their tar, and their defenders, the nearest defender, which is crazy because this is a stat that I constantly am going over with Zach, with uh, uh, Justin Fields, thinking, hmm, how is that possible? Because you know who's right below Zach Wilson? Justin Fields. Yet the Jets do not have the same offensive line issues that the Bears have in terms of what actually – leads a receiver to you know, not be you know open the difference or to there? be Zach, open.
3: Zach Wilson's five and two. What's Justin Fields this season?
1: They're three and eight.
3: Mm, exactly. But I mean, I That'd just, be...
1: I, I'm not, I'm not pinning it on the receivers. I'm pinning it on the quarterback. So that's, that's where we have it in week 12. He'll be benched. Mike White taking over, at least for the time being, we don't know when he's going to get his job back. But one thing we do know, apparently my outfit today uh, resembles the rock. We're going to get into that next. Why? I have no idea. Just on table on ESPN radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matts—the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.